a little chat beforehand and we, first off we were just thinking I said do you guys remember the first time that you ever really got treatment and it was a resounding yes um so I just wanted to start by asking quickly like how did you feel when you first got treatment what did that look like for you Keith um first phone call I made okay, after my breakdown okay to a therapist the the uh, Bar Society here in Nova Scotia provide little other therapists for me to, to, to contact, okay, that they would do through through the lawyer assistance program. And um, I picked up the phone after much urging and coaxing and encouragement from my family, tough thing to do um, after breakdown. And I made a call to the therapist. I was on speakerphone, okay, which back then was pretty rough sounding. Um, the therapist uh, that I was speaking with was wrestling papers and just not not giving me you know full attention, obviously. So I hung up. Wow. So making that second phone call to to, to the next therapist on the list was even more intimidating, overwhelming, difficult. Um, but again, with great urging and support from my family, I made the call. Um, Went for it. The conversation was was short, but but went well. I had an appointment the following week, and I went to the therapist's office, which was in her home, which was at the Dalhousie University campus, just around the corner from the law school. So it was sort of familiar turf for me, you know, which felt comfortable. And yeah, I met her, um, and we clicked. We fit together. We, we it went very well. So, you know, if I can picture it, meeting her, this is. This image, okay, in my head for sure, forever, I think. Yeah. Right. What about you, Katie? Well, when I think about the first time I was reaching out for help, I didn't necessarily have the vocabulary to describe what was going on with me. Um, I was told by one of my brother's counselors that I could talk to her whenever. And so one time I did email her, I was probably 15 or 16. And she emailed me back to say that she had actually just retired. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, oh, so you can't help me. But then I was recommended to another counselor whose name was also Katie. And um, I started talking to her for one session. And I tried calling her a second time later. I was, again, around 15 or 16 years old. And then she told me she couldn't talk to me anymore. For whatever reason, like the, he said that she wasn't allowed to, and I didn't really understand why. Um, so that was interesting. So when I had gone in for my third attempt of receiving help, I was very desperate. I was suicidal. And I told my mom that I was not, you know, in a great frame of mind. So she took it quite seriously. And we went to my uh, general practitioner and she asked me what I was going through and I described it to the best of my abilities and she thought I had OCD and so she uh, referred me to a psychologist who does cognitive behavioral therapy and when I met with that psychologist um, I remember that day so so vividly we we chatted and she just sort of said, like, you know, tell me about yourself. Tell me what's going on. And I think I just started crying, like, right away. <laughs> like, no context. Like, no, hi, I'm Katie. Da, da, da. I just start, like, sobbing. Um, she, you know, tells me that this is a safe space and that 
we can talk about whatever and that um, after I sort of explained what I was going through, very careful not to give too much detail because at that stage of my life, I didn't know what intrusive thoughts were and I was afraid that she would immediately put me in a psych ward <laughs> like, mm-hmm. way the key kind of deal. Um, eventually she, you know, listen, she heard me out and she just kind of said, I don't think you only have OCD. I think you have severe OCD and depression. And I think that you're in desperate need of help. And I would very much like to help you. And so having that encouragement, like having someone validate my illness and to validate what I was going through and want to help me, Again, I all I did was I think I cried so much in that session, <laughs> like just uncontrollable sobbing. And and like since that day, like I knew she was as cliche and weird as this sounds. I knew she was the one. <laughs> I <laughs> no, I totally believe in the one. Yeah, um, sure. Unfortunately, my story sounds kind of similar to y'all's. Um, I started out. I had a number of therapists. Um, I actually saw my first therapist in high school. I don't even really remember how that got started. When I said I remembered clearly, it was actually a different time. But I got some help in in high school. It didn't really help. They didn't really diagnose me with anything or thought that anything was wrong with me. Blah, blah, blah. Then the only reason I ever saw a therapist again, because at that point I was like, well, nothing's wrong with me. Okay. Only reason I ever saw one again was because someone called my school's emergency helpline on me. I did not call them myself. At the time, I was having a full-on mental breakdown, screaming, crying, begged them to not call them. When they called me, I call- I had one second of calmness, answered the phone, told them that they didn't know what they were talking about and hung up. But I do remember crystal clear the next day sitting down in my bed, picking up my phone, calling the number back and saying, okay, yes, I need help. Mm-hmm. And I wish that I I met the one at that point. Still didn't. Um, I think I went through 12 therapists before I found the one. Mm-hmm. And five psychiatrists. Mm. Mm. Two psych wards. It was a long process. And It's so crazy because once I did find the people who understood what was wrong with me, they were like, well, of course you're bipolar. Are you kidding me? Whereas every other person before them had no idea. It was depression. It was anxiety. It was nothing at all. What could it be? So it it was, it was a long road, but I'm glad that I'm here, here now. So it was worth it. Unfortunately, that's so many people's story where it's so hard to find a mental health professional that works with you personally and that is just willing to sort of hear out your story and really give you a chance. Like I've heard that from so many of my friends just taking years to find Mm -hmm. a mental health professional. So I considered myself so lucky that it only took me one year to find that person yeah and it's like a super personal preference like I'm sure that the 12 therapists before me before I met the one were not terrible people by any standard I'm sure they really helped people but it's such a personal process you have to find the person that will help Mm -hmm. you 
And mine actually ended up being a guy. I always thought I wanted a female therapist. <laughs> mine was mm-hmm. a guy. My psychiatrist was a guy. And that just worked for me. They mm-hmm. both looked at me. They said, hey, you're an intelligent girl. You want to learn about this. I'm going to teach you about this. We're going to go through it. Throw it. Go through it in a scientific matter. We're going to tell you how it is. And we're going to push you to make yourself better. Because we know if we just sit here mm-hmm. and we just say, how are you feeling today? that's not going to work. So they made, they made me work for it. They certainly earned their salary. (laughs) They often ask you once you get into therapy, they say, do you want a male or a female? And that's such an interesting question to me because at the end of the day, we do have sometimes a preference Mm -hmm. for people we feel more comfortable talking to. Like I was very adamant that I wanted to work with a female like regardless it's just personally for myself I felt safer around women talking oh yeah I did too and the only reason I got with mine was because he was the only one who take my insurance (laughs) (laughs) yeah and sometimes that happens right like end of the day like I I don't know I had a really negative experience with male psychiatrists and I talked about this in one of the episodes but they were like some of them, not all of them, but some of them were very judgmental mm. to me. And, and like, these are individual people. Like, it's important to note that not all male mental health professionals or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that was my experience. So that really <laughs> hurt me from ever speaking to male mental health professionals. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want this experience. Yeah. My experience on that, okay, um, and I remember the list that I wrote up from, from the bar side from the large assistant program. Okay. They gave me four therapists, all of whom female. Oh, interesting. Yep. Okay. No males listed at all. Okay. Um, and that was fine with me. Okay. I mean, it, it, I'm, I'm quite comfortable talking to, 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 you know, you know, women, mind you back then. Okay. Um, I was, I remember walking in and sitting in on on her inner office environment. Okay. That that in in the front of her, of her house. And now I'm not much use to intimidate me. Okay. I've been in courtrooms. I've done, you know, big files. I've done all kinds of, you know, legal stuff over the years. Okay. You know, and, and the bigger, the better kind of thing in terms of of a file or pressure or stress in terms of, of a legal work. I sat on her sofa Okay, and I felt like a little boy. Okay. <laughs> I, and, I, and, I, and I just sat there with my, with my hands folded, I think. Okay, and I was just this, and not intimidated by her at all. She was so comforting and 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 open and and, and such. Okay, the situation, the fact I was at a therapist's office. Okay, mm. that experience for me was like you know completely new. Like, yeah. I didn't even know anybody who had ever been to a therapist, okay, let alone myself sitting there and, 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 and talking, okay, and sharing with, with a stranger, okay. But the out of a stranger was, was fine with me. And I was at such a low, low point in my life, okay, after my breakdown and depression, okay. And this is just like a, 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 within two weeks after all, all, all of that had unfolded, that, you know, I, I knew I needed help. And I'm at a therapist's office, okay, Dr. Birch. And I was there to talk. I thought that's what one does. I was there to, to listen as well for advice I followed because why go there if, if I was not going to 
follow her advice and suggestion as to what to do. And Katie, your comment about working, okay, I think it was you. Yeah. Um, or, you know, yeah, she she made me work. Oh no, you know, sorry, that was Cat. Yeah, oh Cat. Okay, sorry. You know, the, the questions were probing. Okay, she gave me certain assignments, if you will, for for the next week. I went weekly therapy for two years, and then monthly for a year and a half after that. And you know, we got into into discussions. Okay, you know that that she probably knows me better than anybody in the world. Okay, um, yeah. I told her things that I've never expressed to anyone. You know, because it was just stuff again, stuff you didn't talk about, right? You know, absolutely. And then that's 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 where where my my depression, you know, part of it, you know, came from the fact I did not share, I did not reach out for many years. I just, you know, lived with it, took it all in, and uh, did the best I could to cope. You know, and one thing you mentioned about about it was cat. I know about the insurance. Okay, Um, Mm. I was fortunate back then. Okay. The lawyer assistance program covered, I think, the first 10 visits in terms of you know, the cost. Um, and I could afford to go once a week for two years and then, you know, thereafter. Okay. I did not know of the healthcare system to any great extent in terms of mental health. It just was not part of my, of my experience. Um, I've since learned how it is. Okay. And wait times here where I live can be up to a year to see someone okay um so like you know i was you know fortunate i i had the resources to, to, to cover that you know and and um i don't know where i would have been if i had to wait like say six months to see to see a therapist mm-hmm. i don't know how people you, you know you know recover and get healthy or or or, or feel or, or get get better to, to any extent if they have to you know wait for six months to see a therapist you know or longer I mean, yeah. you know, you break your leg, you don't wait for for six months to get it in a cast, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And then we okay. keep talking about finding the right fit. So well, if, yeah. But if you wait six months or a year and it's the wrong fit, exactly. what do you do then? What do you do? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, no, it's, 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 it's a, a, you know, pretty scary system here. Okay. In terms of wait times. But, um, but in terms of my treatment, um, I was on meds. For about two years okay i weaned off with my doctor's help with my gp's help okay he prescribed them um i don't know what the, my meds were i know some people know their meds inside i know no side effects now the dosages and i just never went there okay it, they made me sleep it made me eat oh both of which i needed okay you know and to, to that extent they worked um we had a increase the dosage, I think, twice perhaps in the course of, of, of the first day, six, you know, in the first year. But, um, and that's all I took. Okay. Again, fortunate. I weaned off and I'm, I'm fine now. Okay. I take enough meds for my high blood pressure now. I don't need uh, other meds, you know. <laughs> um, but it, it's, it's, yeah, you know, and, and if, you, if you hit that point, okay, where, where you're seeing a therapist, for me, anyhow, how I see it, like I said earlier, you, you need that help. Reach out for it. Take it. Accept it. Oh, my gosh. Right? Yeah. And if, I, you, if you fit, run with it. I no. completely resisted taking medication for a long time because my brother had such a negative experience with um, medication. Mm-hmm. And so when I did the CBT for four years, I thought that I should be better. And then I found myself kind of spiraling out of control and... 
like I mentioned in one of our other episodes, I was almost hospitalized. And that's what prompted me to be put on medication because they kind of said, look, we've done the talk therapy and that's been great. It's gotten you to a certain percentage of where you need to be. But now there's this other part of you, this whole other part of you that isn't recovered yet that needs to be addressed. Otherwise you're going to keep spiraling. So I was put on Ciprolex um, and I eventually increased the dosage with a psychiatrist in Nova Scotia who I adored. She was so lovely. Um, I am now on 30 milligrams of Ciprolex and now I've added Abilify, which is an antipsychotic, which um, apparently accentuates the Ciprolex to make it a bit more of a higher dosage because you can't go higher on Ciprolex than 30 milligrams because of potential heart issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been this love-hate relationship being on medication, right? Because part of me wishes that I didn't have to rely on it. But this other part of me realizes that I've gotten so far in my life because I've been put on medication. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stigma with being on medication that mm-hmm. I think we've yep. all had to navigate, right? Just yep. because mm-hmm. there's so many people who say, well, you know, it's not natural or, well, you don't mm-hmm. want to rely on some sort of substance to keep going. Yep. Yep. But the thing is, is that sometimes talk therapy isn't enough, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So sometimes yep. you need to pair it with medication. And that's mm-hmm. been yep. my reality. Oh, and, and, and you know my my little joke there earlier, okay, um, or attempt at a joke, okay, about my high blood pressure <laughs> fail, okay. Um, I have high blood pressure; it, it's in my family, okay. I I, I live well. I, I've never you know you know had, had a wild lifestyle, okay, but it's in the family, and I need a medication every day, every morning, okay, for my high blood pressure. I take it, and I'm I'm fine. So if, if, if I had to take a medication for my depression again, well, I would take it because it, it helps, right? Yeah. There's no stigma. I, and I never thought back then, okay, there, for me, anyhow, you know, you know, my doctor said take it, so I took it. Yeah. Okay, you know, I had that trust. And my family doctor, he'd been my doctor for like 30 years, okay? So he knew, my, knew me well, knew my family. So if, 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 if Bobby Cohen said, hey, take this, I, I, I'd say, okay, thanks, Bobby, and I took it. Like, I didn't have this, you know, you know, ill thought about, about medication. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they said, now about my high blood pressure, I have a pill every morning. I take it and I feel better. I check my, my pressure and it's fine. So if it helps, Hey, take it, you know? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I would say my experience has been, I would say opposite, but definitely different from both of your guys's in that medication is the vast majority of my um, maintenance of my mental illness now. And it always has been a huge part. People are surprised to hear that I don't go to therapy. I actually only ever went to therapy for one year, like actual therapy, not that, not that stuff in high school where they told me nothing was Mm. wrong with me, actual therapy for one year medication I've been on for three years Mm -hmm. and I am that person that knows everything about my medication what it's called the generic (laughs) name the dosage uh the side effects and part of that is because I mean I'm going into the medical field it Mm -hmm. genuinely interests me I was also genuinely interested in understanding myself um 
So I take, let's see, well, let's, let, let me go back to the beginning of my therapy. Um, when I first went to a therapist after my breakdown, they immediately put me on Prozac. They said, you have depression. We're putting you on Prozac. Your mom has depression. She's on Prozac. We're doing the same for you. Mm-hmm. So they did it. And I wasn't getting better. So they upped the dose mm-hmm. and kept upping it. I was at the max dose. They gave it to me too quickly because I was having such adverse reactions. I was not getting better. I was going crazy. They decided that the answer would be to keep upping the medication faster than the recommended increase. Mm -hmm. Turns out I don't have depression. Turns out what I was taking can be very, 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 very bad for people with bipolar disorder, which I actually have. Mm -hmm. Bipolar disorder is all sorts of nuts with medication. You're not trying to, you're not trying to get a depressed person back to normal. You're not trying to get a manic person back to normal. You're trying to balance both of them at the same time. Medications that get them up when they're depressed and down when they're manic. It is a bear. And some people have bipolar disorder, take Prozac and do really well with it. It helps them. Mm -hmm. For me, I will never be on an antidepressant. It was bad. There was too much serotonin in my brain. I was going crazy, put into a psychiatric facility, kept me on that high dosage, left, went into another. I see my fifth psychiatrist. He immediately takes me off. You're not supposed to take off psychiatric medication that quickly. You're supposed to taper it off. He said, this is wrong. Took me off that night, immediately put me on two other medications. And I've been on those medications ever since. It took me six months to get to the correct dosages because better safe than sorry. We knew that I had such a a good reaction to the medication, but it wasn't perfect. Mm -hmm. So we had to get them back up. It actually was easy for me. So I take, um, I take Seroquel, which is an antipsychotic. And I also take, oh my gosh, um, Lamotrigine, Lamictal. And I take 200 milligrams of that, 300 milligrams of the Seroquel. Mm -hmm. And if you want to talk about side effects, I have got some side effects for sure. Mm -hmm. I've got antipsychotic induced weight gain. I weigh 20, 30 pounds more than I did in high school. Um, I've got sleep. Seroquel is... Uh, prescribed in very small doses for sleep. I had a friend who was taking 25 milligrams for sleep. I take 300. Ooh. It knocks me out. I am not awake. If I don't set an alarm, I've woken up at 5.30 p.m. before mm. after going to bed at 10. It That just has a whole mm-hmm. other situation with it. It's hard for me to wake up, and it's gotten a lot better, but in the beginning, it was like 12 hours of sleep or bust, you will not be okay for the rest of the day if you don't sleep. Mm-hmm. Which really, if you're in college and you're studying all hours of the day, I'm mm-hmm. trying to go to medical school, I'm taking hard classes. It's hard to squeeze in 12 hours of sleep every day. Mm-hmm. But, and I've always said this, it's better than being crazy. I would take my medications yep. mm-hmm. over having my undiagnosed, untreated bipolar disorder any day sure 
And mm-hmm. doctors have asked me, I've had psychiatrists since uh, the one who prescribed me, they've asked me, do you want to switch your meds? We can try to see if something maybe won't cause as much weight gain or won't make you as drowsy. And I said, nope. Mm-hmm. This works for what yeah. it's supposed to work. Sure. I'm keeping it. I'm mm-hmm. not risking it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe in an age where we know more about medication and it's less like closing your eyes and throwing a dart at a dartboard, but not right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So funny you mentioned the weight gain because um, when I was starting to take the Abilify, that any antipsychotic is associated with weight gain. Yep. So being someone with anorexia, that was such a struggle with me to be able to like take this medication, knowing that there is a possibility that I will gain weight because of the medication. And, you know, at the end of the day, I am 100% on board with the fact that if it's going to make living with my disorders a bit easier then I'm going to continue to take it um you know as shitty as it is some days to struggle with medication and sometimes being off it like I was last week completely off it because I forgot to refill it it was a terrible week but being back on it so much better Mm -hmm. it is so worth it and you know it's a part of my recovery and you know there is no shame in taking medication. no nope. shame and there nope. are some people there are the keiths of the world who get to taper off and get to live normal lives mm-hmm. and that's what they get and there are people like me who when i was diagnosed he told me do not mm-hmm. get off your meds you mm-hmm. are probably yep. never getting off your meds do not even try it <laughs> mm-hmm. nope yeah yep. And potato, potato, we've got different illnesses, but Mm -hmm. it's a million other factors besides that. For sure. Absolutely. There are people with depression who are on medication every day for the rest of their lives. Sure. Yeah. I know. I know friends. Yeah. There are people with OCD that aren't on any and like are living totally normal lives. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone's different. Yep. Yep. Accept who we are and. Do the best of a better life, I guess. And no judgment. No judgment. No self-judgment. No yep. self-judgment. Yep. No, I'm with you there. You do what's yep. best for you. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm definitely lucky in that I never really struggled with the medication. Mm-hmm. I think because I have like a medical-ish background is mm-hmm. like yep. when they were like, we're putting you on meds. I said, fine, please, please put me on meds. Sure. I've never thought of myself as lesser because of it. Um. But that's not the case. A lot of people do struggle with that. It's stressful. And like Katie, like you had seen your brother, like have problems with it. I'd seen my mom successful with medication. So Mm -hmm. it's like your experiences going through it. Like it's so many things. Oh my God. Yeah. Yep. This has been a great discussion. I think it's always so interesting to have three people with different um, diagnoses, just being able to talk. And yeah. of course, it's different from everyone. But I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are other people with bipolar disorder who are on medication right now who are hearing this, and hopefully it makes it a little bit better. Um, depression, it can go really either way with whether you need medication forever, yeah. if, how much yeah. therapy helps. Um, sure. I mean, mm-hmm. OCD, I think it tends to be similar OCD is just hard in general to treat with medication. Like Ooh, if, yeah. if you look it up online, there's not OC like there's not a medication that is specifically only prescribed for OCD. Like there just aren't it's just 
something that like they really have to figure it out personally it can be really hard I will say Ciprolex is typically associated with OCD like the higher dosage you are on Ciprolex the more likely it is to help target OCD symptoms oh I didn't know about the dosages because I think am I psychotic and I'm thinking bipolar disorder schizophrenia no, it's, um, yeah, for me, it was basically, you can't go past 30 milligrams on Ciprolex, um, just because of the heart issues with it, potential heart issues with it. That's why I was on Abilify. It's to sort of exaggerate the Ciprolex dosage. But from what I understand, like what you said is yes, um, the specific OCD medication are like very intense, but Ciprolex is typically associated with OCD and it's pretty helpful. At least in my experience, may not be helpful in anyone else's. I know a lot of people take Prozac for OCD as well, but that's mm-hmm. specifically for OCD. You know? Right. It's an antidepressant. Exactly. So it's kind of all over the place for everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. We had a great conversation indeed. Yes. Yeah. Great to hear from all of you guys. As always. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I look forward to our next discussion. Yeah, definitely. Yep. All right. I'll talk to y'all soon. Okay. Okay. All thanks, right. Kat. Thanks, guys. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye.